1: Welcome everyone inside the Celtics Life Podcast. I'm Mark Allison here with my man Justin Quinn today. It is October the 16th, 2017. We are one day away from a fresh new NBA season. Uh, Justin, what's going on my man? I am excited. Excited. Everybody's excited because, I mean, obviously, why wouldn't we be? We get a first glimpse, besides preseason action, at the, the new look Celtics. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they look like. Um, obviously, we may not be facing the Cavs at full strength. For everyone that hasn't heard that uh, LeBron James is still on the fence, right? He's still on the fence as of right now, right?
0: Yeah, he's nursing that ankle. That is that is one of the things I'm excited about. That matchup is going to be interesting. Even, even if Isaiah and LeBron are both sitting, Jay is going to have... The chip on the size of his shoulder, the size of the state of Florida. It's, it's going to be an interesting game. So just apart from even the, the season starting, there, there's, there's so many other things, but I, I cut you off. What were you going to say?
1: No, no. I was just going to say, I, I mean, I, I really hope that we do get to see LeBron. Obviously, um, it'll be kind of a downer if we don't because we, it'll be hard to gauge the, the measuring stick there. Um, but as much as the Celtics are the new look Celtics, the Cavs are the new look Cavs too. Um, missing obviously Isaiah, but bringing in Derrick Rose going to be a different look for sure. Absolutely, he's looking better than I thought too so far. Right, and then and then tomorrow we get the double header, right? So we get the uh Warriors and the new look Houston Rockets too. Crazy how many of these teams look so different.
0: That's not the only thing going on either, too. You mentioned it was the 16th, and that's kind of important.
1: What's important about the 16th?
0: Well, if the Boston Celtics are going to tender a extension to Marcus Smart, then they need to do so by today.
1: I knew, I knew, I knew that. I was just setting you up for that. Uh-huh. The all-knowing. Um, so, yeah, so I wrote about this yesterday. Um, uh, we got a lot of nice comments. People, it seems... Celtics Nation wants Marcus Smart locked up long-term. Uh, he's pretty much a fan favorite around here. Uh, we we're looking at the different numbers, uh, what it would take to, to sign him. I, I know you and I talked a lot last week about what it would uh, – basically, Marcus is in a kind of a crappy spot because the money really from the big salary spike last year is kind of dried up. Most of the teams have spent it. There's only going to be a handful of teams next year that are under the cap that could make him an offer um, big enough that, that we think he's valued at anyways, right? Yeah, I
0: mean, here's the thing. So last year's Marcus Smart is what we should be operating under the assumption that is the Marcus Smart we're going to see this year, maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit worse. You'd think he'd take a step forward because he's very young, and he looked really, really good in preseason. He's shooting 58.3%. Seven to twelve uh, attempts from from beyond the arc. That is, I shouldn't have to. I mean, that is that is basically like in the paint numbers for a big man dunking it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and it's small sample size, sure, but we've heard all summer that Smart's been working on his shoe, his shot, uh, particularly from the outside. Um, so just to see it actually working so far is is definitely. It's a plus. very
0: impressive. So. So we have these two different Marcus Smarts that we're looking at, and one of them is probably like last year's Marcus Smart, his defense his shooting just, you know, he sucks at shooting last year, you know? So put that aside, just his defense, his hustle, his grit, that is worth at least 12, 13, 14 million dollars a year, and maybe even a little bit more than that, considering the average NBA salary is worth about 15 million right now. And for his offensive warts last season, his defense more than makes up for it, in my opinion. However, if he continues even close to this, you know, even 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 20% less from three, that's still good enough, in my opinion, to push him into, like, the 16, 17, 18, maybe even higher, you know, depending on where he's, how well he's actually shooting. He could, he could be, you know, pushing into, like, the same kind of situation we had with Avery Bradley. At the end of last season, so
1: right, and that's and here's the thing, I I can't see Marcus Mark taking a step back. If anything, he's going to get better, right? I think so I mean, we can pretty much agree with that I mean, he's not going to get worse. He certainly can't get any worse shooting the ball. So <laughs> it's right. It's not like his defense is going to fall off a cliff. So with that said, I I don't see anything, any reason. To think that he's not going to outperform where, like, like you said, if they were to sign him now, he's worth at least twelve million, right? Twelve, thirteen a year, just based on his defense and his grittiness alone. So, if if his shot improves, let's say he's a capable three point shooter and he shoots like thirty five percent, I mean, that is good. That he's going to be so much more valuable next year. But, but like we said, what's what's working against him is. Who's going to be able to outbid the Celtics? Because the Celtics, he's going to be a restricted free agent anyway. So they can match any offer they want. So is is there going to be a team that's going to step up and and give him a huge offer? Because I was looking at the list of free agents yesterday, and he's basically like the 20th ranked guy heading into next offseason that's going to be available, barring extensions and, you know, guys that are going to re-sign with the teams that they're currently at. So now,
0: it's important that when you look at that to consider also by position. And, sure. you know, shooting guard is not exactly a thin position, but it is. He's still he's still pretty far down there. And like you said, there's only there's probably about five, maybe six teams that could get to the space that wouldn't be needed to make an offer for him. And there's some really bad teams. I mean, I don't think Mark is smart at this point in his life is overly concerned with money. He's made enough at this point where he's not going to have have to worry again about money. So, you know, it's not life changing money as they like to call it, but I don't, I don't really think he's, he's super worried about going to another team just because they're going to pay him more. And in any situation where one of these bad teams like Chicago or the Lakers or Philly or Sacramento, if they did pony up that kind of money, uh, it's almost certain that Marcus Smart would be worth it. So, in my opinion, I think we're all fretting. You know, not that you and I are, but a lot of people are fretting over nothing because... Right. Danny's not going to sign him for more than he's worth, and no one's going to be offering that deep in, in the, as you mentioned, 20 or so players available as free agents next uh, next season. He's, he's not going... This is, this is not an issue, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I th- honestly think that Danny... This whole negotiating, you know, like after Smart came out last week and said that he wants to get an extension, uh, they hadn't heard anything. Danny kind of saved face when the fans are like, yo, sign this guy. And contacted Smart, reached out. What are we looking at? Um, had Danny got a number that he liked, he probably would have made the extension now just because. But, you know, he's not going to overspend, especially when we're going to be in the luxury tax Um, every dollar is what, two, three dollars at that point. Once we get into the repeater stuff, it gets outrageous. Um, so signing him for a couple million more than Danny wants to turns out to be like 10 million more instead. Right. So, um, I, I, he's not, Danny's in a position where he can match whatever he wants next year. We're not going to lose smart if we don't want to. Um, so it's, you know, he Danny's not going to sign an extension with him today unless it's the number that he wants. Yeah. But anyway, so, I, but I wouldn't read too much into the fact that if his extension doesn't get done, even Danny said this the other day, it has nothing to do with the fact that whether or not they want Smart on this team. They want Smart on the team going forward, but they want him at a figure that, you know. They, they want to get him at the, the best price for the team, which, you know, that's businessman Danny, what he does. If he
0: doesn't want to lock himself into a cheaper contract and, you know, after the summer, I would understand maybe being a little more hesitant to. Sure. But there's nothing lost if they wait, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. For anybody. So,
1: yeah, exactly. But um, so speaking of the preseason games, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things, the biggest glaring deficit the Celtics faced last year was rebounding. uh, (laughs) Getting crushed on the boards. Almost every game, right? When every man lead
0: leading rebounder at the beginning of the season, that should tell you.
1: Yeah, all not that. a good look. Not a great look. So um so preseason so far, they, they out rebounded their opponents three of the four games. Yep. Pretty good. Um, you know, obviously there's some guys that help in that department. Aaron Baines helps. Um, although Morris, we didn't really we only saw him in the one game. Um, he's certainly gonna be um he's he's a pretty good rebounder. Not, you know, nothing Otherworldly, um, but it's uh, it's at least encouraging to see. It's very
0: interesting to me how people are are team rebounding is work much better. I have been seeing that people like Al, for example, who were doing like five or six rebounds a game most nights. And he's been consistently pulling down like seven to nine rebounds a game. People like Jalen Brown are getting more rebounds. Like everyone across the board are getting rebounds.
1: Yeah, I think I think having Jalen moving into uh, Bradley's spot, at least in the starting lineup, there he's going to be taking a lot of his minutes. Obviously, um, he's he's that's going to be a plus. I mean, we're not going to lose so much. Bradley was a great rebounder for a guy his size, but Jalen's a little more athletic, a little bigger. And I, I don't think we're going to lose what we, well, so much of what we had with Bradley at the two, in terms of on the glass.
0: Yeah, in terms of maybe, you know,
1: on-ball defense, obviously a lot, but... Uh, sure, I'm, I'm just talking rebounds, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, no, totally. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm speaking to the peanut guy who's like, well, actually, Avery Bradley is...
1: No, yeah. no, 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 no. I, mean, I don't, I don't yeah. expect, although I do expect Jalen to, to become a, a pretty stellar defender in time, but... Uh, he's, he's certainly already enough,
0: more, for for where he's at. He's a pretty solid defender, in my opinion.
1: yeah, exactly. And he's athletic enough and, and definitely motivated enough that I, I think in time, you know, he'll he'll be a, an excellent defender. But no one thinks he's going to step in and be a lockdown guy like uh, Bradley was.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, Morris, mm,
1: he's uh,
0: he's got some something going on. What do you think's going on with him? Uh, he's got he's, he's out a week.
1: I I think the guy was just out of shape and came back. And was like, oh, shit, it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm a little uh, out of shape here. Maybe he had other things on his mind, the whole trial thing going on. Yeah, and he did miss, he missed, what, 75% of camp, right? So all of it, yeah. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Obviously, you'd rather see the team at full strength to start. But I like the fact that we're rolling out with uh, Jason Tatum in the starting lineup tomorrow. I'm excited um, about the, that. And Jalen, I think it's great. I think it's a great idea. Um, It now is that is Baines out tomorrow too, or is he on the fence? He is. I know he had an issue. Yeah, he's got a
0: hyperextended knee. Speaking of knee soreness, and Mm -hmm. it's you know it's better than a sprain in that as long as there's no structural damage, you can usually recover as soon as you're comfortable, which is anywhere from a week to about two to the far end, maybe three weeks. So he. He could okay. miss as much as the entire first week, but he might not.
1: Okay, is that what it is? I didn't read a lot into that, but uh, I knew that he was banged up too. Because uh, interesting, I, and I thought this. I think they're gonna move the starting lineup around. At, it'll be fluid, just like it was last year, in terms of like uh, Amir would be in there when we're facing guys with with facing a center, um, a, a big legit big guy Charlotte, versus like that. putting in. Yeah, right. We're going against Dwight Howard or something. Um, and then, so this year, I feel like Baines is going to fill that Amir role. And I think he'll he'll start when we're playing against those big guys. Um, but then you can go smaller in certain matchups. I just wonder if if Baines was healthy, mm-hmm. if he would be starting tomorrow just because um, of the size the Cavs have with, with Thompson and, and Love, you know? I think he would be. Because that could, that, could, that could be a – those guys could be a big problem as, on the glass tomorrow because obviously Tatum at the four – is, a, you know, that's a tough matchup for him defensively.
0: Yeah. And it's really hard to see exactly how Brad Stevens would, would, you know, bring out lineups for a smaller team, too, because both of the teams we played in the preseason were basically very, having either at least one significant man.
1: They all had, right. They all yeah, had bigs, like big yeah. bigs. They, they both had, it was Howard and, and B. Yeah. So, um, you know, you use Baines and that when, when they could, Baines didn't plan Friday though. Right. Or last week, whatever that was. I'm
0: not, I'm not super convinced that Embiid is going to be a good matchup for Baines, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that.
1: Yeah. I, well, I, they got to throw somebody at him. I, I mean, it, Baines going to be eating up some, some hard fouls on, on, on yep. he's going to have his hands full because that, that dude has looked pretty impressive in, uh, in the, you know, in just what? What did he play? One, two preseason uh, games? As far
0: as I know, he only played the Celtics, but he, he might have played, played
1: another too. one, too. No, he played against the Heat, too, oh, right, he was uh, right. clowning. Yeah, Sun I saw that. that was great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. awesome. And I'll tell you what, man. He's on Philly, so he's a rival, but that guy's a character. Oh, I, I like, I like him, him, too. I like him, I like him on uh, Twitter. I'm not in the not game. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. not against us. That's for sure. Don't want to see that guy. Um, so, you know, so a lot of... Uh, a lot of movement here at the end of the year. Uh, guys getting cut, dropped. Uh, Gerald Green got cut from... The uh, Bucs. Uh, the Bucks. that's right. Um, just on Saturday, um, James Young was waived by Milwaukee. Um, the Celtics filled their final roster spot with Daniel Ochefu, who is the center out of uh, the Wizards, um, and then quickly <laughs> designated him for assignment, waived him, and sent him to... Uh, main uh i guess that's just kind of a guy they want yeah, to keep an eye be, on uh, and fill out the roster. he could be an
0: emergency kind of you know he's really like a third string player yeah a yeah. I mean, well,
1: big body um i, I you think maybe that was a product of Baines being injured and then being a little uncertain at the how long you know he was going to be uh out so throw another big body down there in, in um portland up there i should say and then um we could we could you know, at least to be familiar with with the Celtics coaching stream, staff anyway. He can get
0: rebounds.
1: Um, he's he's worth keeping around at 23 years old. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so of the list, so, mm-hmm. so with him waived, there's a list of guys uh, available to fill out the 15th spot in the roster. I, I think it's kind of crazy that they haven't done it yet. But um, uh, Richard Jefferson, just uh, well traded from the Cavs, then waived. Uh, Brandon Bass, former Celtics available. Derek Williams of Cleveland. Um Amida Brema. Me and you were talking about him the other day. Utah yeah, I love guy. him.
0: I love him, but he would um, be and, he would be in an objective kind of a
1: situation. Kind of I, I Yeah, yeah I, I can't see them going with a young guy. I feel like that fifteen spots gonna be a veteran um locker room. If, if a young right, guy really impressed um,
0: them, like I I could see Brema's shot blocking being enough to impress them, but he like They'd probably have to be somebody a little bit a little bit better getting cut from another team, and that's probably going to be happening. You know, in in the next you know day or so, mm-hmm. right? I don't see them going. But...
1: Go ahead. I, I see my thing. Well, I, I just whoever it is, this fifteenth man is essentially Mister Irrelevant most of the year. Like this, we're not. I'm not anticipating mm-hmm. it to be anybody that's going to play regularly, but at the same time, you want a guy. You know, injuries happen. You you want a guy that could step in without playing so often. We saw Gerald Green do that last year. I, I think he's a lock for that role. I I think he's probably at the top of their list, if not so, the top guy. He's already familiar with the system. He Doesn't have to play every night to then step in out of nowhere and provide like meaningful minutes.
0: What would you think about a veteran like what do you think? a Mecca Okafor who just got cut from? Uh...
1: See, I I think he's been out for too long. I I don't know. It's the same thing. People were um, talking about Perk coming back. I'd love to see Perk in to Celtic uniform again, but at the same time, I just can't. I can't fathom. Um, see, Perk. I don't know. I, I can't. See Perkins, it. I but think, it, it, would I be think a was,
0: very good fit for what you were describing. Somebody who never played. Somebody who can can really help with like the professionalism.
1: Yeah, in, and maybe yeah. even
0: you know, Perhaps, come in and yeah. set a couple of hard screens because you know he's only got about maybe 3 or 5 minutes of effective play in a minute at this age but uh, Okafor Okafor I saw him right. in yeah little he's little in really there, good for sure. shape for his With age Okafor. I think that he could actually provide some some solid deep rotation minutes you know something something in the order of like 5 to 10 minutes a game and could play more if call on it. he seems like he's mm. the type of person who would stay in the kind of shape all season that would be needed And he's like the height of a professional, so I think you get both in that situation. I think Gerald Green would be the obvious choice if they do take somebody, you know? But I kind of feel that knowing Danny and knowing the cap environment, he's going to keep that spot open to try to wrangle some kind of an asset or to be able to absorb a contract that would actually help Boston a little bit more so than kind of just
1: like the uh, locker room presence kind of guy. So you think they're going to leave it unfilled, at least for some time?
0: I think they're going to leave it unfilled just so that way they can take in guys like they did with Ochefu, Mm -hmm. just just so that way they can cycle guys into the system if they need to. But the main thing, like right now, one of the the biggest team-building things that you can really do is sign in trades and just having... Having a, a roster spot that you can then, you know, use to cycle through talent. So I, mm-hmm. I, I do think that helping people navigate their, their cap situation is a great way for Danny
1: to shift gears into a new way to collect assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, you very well could be right there. I, I, it makes a lot of sense. Um, speaking of how about this NBA 2K shout out to NBA 2K developers at NBA 2K. They they hook this up, Celtics life. We're in the crowd at the Garden. Pretty wild. The fans are holding up uh, Celtics life banner. You gotta check that out. It's uh, if you if you check it out, it's uh, hashtag clpod. I'll post a picture of it. Um, pr- pretty cool. Uh, who who came across this? Was it Coin? Somebody? Topher? I think it was Topher. I believe it yeah, was Topher. Yeah, Topher and I are the ones that broke down the game a few weeks ago. Um, uh, he's a uh, avid two care. Uh. We're still waiting to showdown. I haven't faced them yet, so we're we're gonna get that rolling at some
0: point. Yeah, last um, time I played basketball video games, I owned Lakers versus Celtics, so that should tell you a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm awful. I don't I don't play it enough. You know, like I buy it every year and then I just play it for like two weeks and then I don't touch it. Oh, <laughs> probably smoking. But um, anyways, um, so this week we actually have some games to break down, like meaningful games, not yeah. like who's gonna win this season game. Um, so. Um, Cavs tomorrow, what's uh, it, it's obviously LeBron hanging on that is uh, gonna be you know, uh, a big important part of whether or not how well that game's gonna go. But let's say LeBron plays and the Cavs are at you know 90%, they don't have Isaiah. Um, uh, uh, what are your thoughts?
0: I think they're gonna sit LeBron
1: and Get the loss. I think, so. I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think if he can play, he's going to play, and that's a pride thing. But um, opening night, you know, I, I, am facing against his uh, new nemesis and his old teammate. Right? I, I don't think. I think it's very unlikely that he's dead.
0: I see. My logic is this. Like, like I understand your logic, and it makes sense. However. If he is really feeling some ankle issues and he's already down, Isaiah Thomas, there's nothing you know. There's nothing to be gained by you know risking hurting his ankle more mm-hmm. and then potentially losing anyway. You know that's that'll yeah. put a
1: really well, bad. I mean, no, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know. It, it it's well. Let's say let's say LeBron plays and he's. 85 percent. Right, he's almost there. What, what do you think? I think it's about a toss-up at that point. It's just okay. A- yeah, I, I would say, I would say that too. Uh, especially since it's in Cleveland, exactly. um, that crowd's going to be pretty high. They, they, they they want. Uh, I, I can't wait to see, I cannot wait to see their reaction to Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a guy that helped them win a title. Been there his whole career till this point. Uh, that, that is going to be pretty pretty wild. And it's so cool that it's the first tip-off of the season. Um, I, the NBA couldn't have uh, wished for anything more, I think, than, than that trade going down, and this being the opening night game.
0: Yeah, it's actually so – how do I say this? It's such a good narrative. It almost makes me feel like I'm a wrestling fan. Uh, no offense to
1: wrestling fans. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just doesn't seem real. Like, how could you have planned that? And then when we, face off, when we face off in the conference finals, too, and it goes seven games, it's going to be awesome as well. Um, anyway, so for a season that um, the NBA looked to cut down on back-to-backs this year, and for sure enough, we have a back-to-back leading off the season. Uh, the Celtics' home opener at the TD Garden is Wednesday against the Bucks. Pretty uh, rough two first games. Uh, I mean, that's
0: it's really going to be a good test for just how together the team is. And to be honest, they have really surprised me. Coming right off, you know, but
1: either coming off a big high or a big low against Cleveland, a win or a uh, a loss, back back that up with one of the most, uh, one of the biggest up and coming. If we start
0: the season zero and two, I'm I'm talking to everybody listening. Relax,
1: it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> don't jump. It's not don't the
0: end jump.
1: of the season. Back-to-back against two playoff teams. Um, although, I, you know, people have been saying, you know, they wouldn't be surprised if Celtics get off to a slow start because of, the, you know, new chemistry and stuff. I don't think that's going to be a factor. Don't get me wrong. I, I If we start 0-2, I'm not going to scream either. But I really don't. I mean, we've seen them moving dude, the ball dude. really well in the uh, preseason. I, I think the only thing maybe like the end of games close game we could have some issues when it comes to you know what's going on but i i Brad's got these guys ready to go i mean i, I can't see there being a ton of um, I, uh i don't know chemistry. I'm pretty
0: sure that uh
1: i don't think there's going to be I'm much pretty
0: sure that we're going to have Larkin closing out games i mean based on what i have seen so far <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah Shane Larkin <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh so then and then to cap off the week uh, nice matchup, the, uh, uh, perhaps, uh, rivalry. Well, I mean, the Sixers ravels for decades. Renaissance. But, um, Renaissance. Going forward, yes. we're the up and coming young Sixers team. Um, this could be the start of a mm-hmm. fresh new rivalry. New players on both sides. Um, all the young guys are expected to be there and playing. Um, Mark Fultz coming off the bench. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's going to be, uh, Pretty uh, cool. So preseason
0: did not go too poorly either. We won all of the games by a comfortable margin.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think this Philly team is talented they are. They still have a little ways to go. Um, Could they sneak into the playoffs this year? Maybe.
0: I think they're in. As long as they're healthy, they're in. Yeah, if they're healthy, they're in. In this East, absolutely. You think so?
1: I think so. I think they're a thirty-eight to forty-win team. And I, I keep forgetting that they got JJ Redick. Um, exactly. Yeah, they, they've got a you know formidable squad over there. I, I don't think they're quite on our level yet, but not even close. Um, but. No, were we were too. What I mean, like, I mean, in terms of like, obviously, I don't think they're on our level, but I meant what I mean is like, uh, you know, as a, as a, like a, a guaranteed playoff team, I guess I should say. I still think they're borderline. So I think they'll probably make it, but. It's
0: really about injuries. You know, if Embiid can stay healthy, like 45, 50 right. games, like not not healthy, but he 45, can play.
1: 50, you're really asking a lot, Justin. I know,
0: I know. It's like almost like it's half again as many games as he played last year. But I,
1: that's what it's going uh, to I'll play. tell you what, though. I, I, I hope the guy stays healthy because he looks like a really talented guy. And I'd, I'd like to see them play at full strength, at least for a good portion of the year. Um, I, I don't like seeing guys like like we saw what happened to Greg Oden. Yeah, I remember um, that. You know, that's, that's thanks. He was a, you know, he was, he was about as promising as Embiid, maybe not quite as so when he did play. I mean, but he was really good. Um, but uh, what Embiid showed last year in the 30 games that he played was pretty impressive.
0: So anything about preseason you want to talk about?
1: Uh, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we've been hashing it for like two weeks now, the preseason games, anything that stuck out to you? Um, Obviously, I, I thought a lot of the guys, Marcus Smart was awesome. Uh, Terry Rogier was awesome. Ky- Kyrie passing. Kyrie passing. Well, you know what? He said that's what he wants to do. He wants to be a more traditional point guard. Uh, I tend to believe He's him. He's doing it. I tend to believe him now, seeing what he did in the preseason. And then the ball movement in general. And that's what I was talking about with the um, the, the chemistry. I, I don't think we're going to have, just based on the preseason, the way they move the ball, both units. Um, I, you know, everybody's looking to share it. We're trying to get good looks. I I, I don't think that's going to be a big issue. Well, anything you're working on before uh, we get out of here? You know, I'm just excited about tomorrow.
0: Well, we're going to have a ton of content coming up when you're hearing this. It'll be less than a day away. I mean, it's already less than a day away, basically in in terms of uh, the date, but in terms of game time, it'll be less than a day away by the time you hear this and yeah um you know every week every week i see the same thing check the links at the top of celticslife.com because it's been the off season you have not been able to get tickets under the heading tickets however now you can you can also get hoodies t-shirts can't get these ones anywhere else to check out under underneath the heading for that we have that in our store and you can find a pod on blog talk radio itunes stitcher and most podcatcher apps please subscribe so you don't miss an episode let us know what you like that you've heard and particularly let us know what you don't like that we're doing that we're talking about or that we're not talking about You can put that on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod or on any of our personal or the Celtics Life Twitter page itself. We're trying to bring you the content the way you like it, so give us a hand.
1: Take you later,
0: guys. All right, take care.